Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 123-114 win against the Phoenix Suns. Riker, the first quarter looked a bit shady for the Toronto Raptors, obviously we've been struggling over the past three games, but after that moment, the, the whole team stepped up and got this needed victory against the Phoenix Suns, despite not having a center going up against one of the bigger guys in the league in DeAndre Ayton. Ben, it's almost like we watched two different games tonight. I thought you were going to start this pod with way more enthusiasm. We were texting. You were loving it. And I loved it. You're right. It was needed. This victory was needed because it's been it's been borderline depressing in Raptors land lately, especially with this past stretch of basketball. Are they back, Ben? Is this enough to bring the momentum forward? I think with all the injuries we've had, it's... Tough to expect us to get all the wins necessary. Obviously, the Charlotte Hornets game was one we should have picked up, even with the injuries we've had. But it was really nice to see Siakam and Lowry have strong games because they've been struggling over the past stretch. And you want to see it consistently to say the Toronto Raptors are back to playing the way that they were at the start of the season because people have been on Siakam especially to be more efficient with the shooting and knock down his threes like he was at the clip at the first half but I, I this looked like Raptors basketball and the bench we'll, we'll talk about the bench a lot in this one and they seemed to struggle we ran really a six-man rotation but the guys that were on the court really stepped up Ben I want to start there's a few storylines of the game but mm-hmm. let me start here one is DeAndre Ayton, is he a good player in the league? To be honest with you, I sweep the Phoenix Suns under the rug because they're a pretty boring team. They can never scrape together many wins. I sort of expected him to be more dominant. Was it that this small ball, you know, did OG really clamp DeAndre Ayton tonight, or is he just not that good of a center in the NBA? DeAndre Ayton has actually had a really good season this year. He's amped up his defense. He's averaging 19-12 and 12 for the season on pretty efficient shooting. You, you might not expect that because he started off the year struggle, well, not playing because of the he took a drug or something. It was it violated the NBA's drug policy, so he flew under the radar. He's actually having a solid year, but the Toronto Raptors tonight with OG at center, he, he was out there just clamping him down in the paint, and obviously Slim Dunk, Slim Duck Chris Boucher was getting blocks and rebounds. We'll talk about him after, but I think the Raptors team defense really did a lot to, to lock him down, and unfortunately he went down with injuries in the last two minutes, but tonight the Raptors really kept him under his averages. Uh, Aiton only put up 13 points, 14 rebounds, which is to be expected against a smaller lineup, but five turnovers. The, the guards were coming in and picking his pocket whenever he tried to post up, and you could tell by the shots he was taking because Aiton is really good at putting himself in the paint and getting good position and the easy part of that is finishing the layup after but the Raptors had him rushed had him scared and the the big issue the past especially the but the Nuggets and the Hornets game the defense the Toronto Raptors defense has really struggled to stop anybody but tonight the energy was up and Siakam said at the end of the game the, the Raptors played with an intensity that they have to play in night in, night out, especially with all the, the men down that they have. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And it was still a high-scoring game, and mm. especially in the first quarter, like you mentioned, there was not a lot of defense. But come third quarter, I believe they kept them to 18 points, the Phoenix Suns. So they, they, they turned the ship around, and a lot of that, I think, was due to, one, keeping a really tight rotation tonight, Usually we've been getting used to Terrence Davis getting a lot of run, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson kind of being that hustle guy off the bench. Tonight, both of them on very restricted minutes as well as Matt Thomas, and really the only guy that came off or got significant play this game 
but was a huge piece to this victory was Chris Boucher. He was out there getting deflections, blocks, putback dunks, uh, offensive rebounds, hitting clutch threes in the game. Ben, what did you see from this man tonight? Well, Nick Nurse called him out. He said they want more production from the bench guys, and Chris Boucher was the one that stepped up. 19 points, 15 rebounds, and his energy. The it always it's always kind of jarring to see him coming to just a pile of defenders, being the the slimmest one of the bigs that's always in there, and just get those offensive rebounds, get those deflections, deflections as you mentioned, and. He was relentless tonight. He was getting fouled. He was getting pushed. He looked pretty fatigued there after his last stretch, the last maybe minute he played before he came back into the game in the last two when OG fouled out. But aside from that, he was just pure energy, pure intensity. And thankfully, he was knocking down a couple threes, hit a really clutch three in this one, which gave gave us some cushion, gave us some separation with two minutes to go after sitting for a while. The confidence that Chris Boucher has, we've been talking about it since day one, since this man's was getting garbage time last season and just was always ready to chuck up a three, and his three-point percentage has not been where you'd expect it to be considering how efficient he was last year and the limited minutes he had, but we know he gets put back rebound put back dunks we know he gets the offensive rebounds the three has been inconsistent but tonight two of five from the three-point line but it's nice to see those go down on top of it and I think if he continues to play like this especially with Ibaka not knowing how long those guys uh, Ibaka and Gasol are going to be out you might see him get the start next game it was it was a really strong game from Boucher absolutely but at some point Ben we need somebody coming off the bench because I, I don't even I I don't hate Norman Powell being in the starting lineup, but I think that he is a significant guy to bring off the bench if we have a night such as tonight where really Terrence Davis is not stepping up, Ronnie Hollis mm. Jefferson is not really stepping up. You know, we, we, we kind of lose a little bit, and we almost relied on Chris Boucher as a starter player just in terms of the heavy minutes that he played this evening. But I agree, he could shift up, and especially, I mean, this is not a physically imposing team, the Phoenix Suns. They, besides for DeAndre Aiden down the lane, they don't really have any guys that are dominant, that are bullies, right? So Chris Boucher, I thought he was able to get good position throughout the whole game, whether it was in there on the offensive end or trying to get offensive rebounds, right? So I, I thought he was able to thrive, and in a, in a game where you have bigger bodies... He might not be. He might be a little bit more limited, but I certainly think that this was a good one, just in terms of exactly what you said: his relentlessness and then his confidence in taking those late game shots. But he wasn't even the biggest name of the night, Ben. It really was our starters who have been. We gave them. I, I think we gave them both the the Gold Star Award for just terrible shooting performances and back to back games. They finally broke out of that, Ben. Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam, 33 points tonight, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, one of them being extremely nasty, and we'll talk about that later. 12 of 20 from the field, 5 of 9 from the 3-point line, so a real efficient game from Pascal Siakam, and what we've come to expect from him against lesser competition, so to speak, but obviously with the injuries we've had, we can't really underestimate any team in the league, so really impressive showing from him, nice to see him bounce back from that slump, but Kyle Lowry, 28 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, 8 of 19 shooting, and even with getting hit in the eye, getting knocked out, it was a pretty scary hit that he took from Terrence Davis, but he... Two of those guys, you mentioned it. They've been they've struggled as of late. Being our two all stars, we we expect more from these guys, especially when we need a boost, we need a punch, and they we've been kind of relying on Norm and OG to kind of give that the past couple games. But to have those two players 
bring it on the offensive end, get the buckets when it's needed. That That's so essential for the Raptors to have success. And I think we have the well-roundedness, the defense, the the coaching, all the aspects, the intangibles of a really strong team. The bench scorer and Norman Powell, and we'll talk about Norm as well. But the, the key thing to look at, and it, we brought up in the last podcast, if the Raptors want to make a deep playoff push, we need our all-stars to be all-stars. We need our all-stars to step up just like Kawhi did last season, just like Siakam did in the finals last year, and Lowry as well. We need those guys to really take their game to the next level and Obviously, it's against the Phoenix Suns, but that we needed it from them tonight, and they stepped up. So hopefully, this will translate against the bigger opponents. Absolutely, Ben. And I've been watching a lot of ESPN, a lot of Stephen Smith lately, which you, you really can't do to yourself because <laughs> as a Toronto Raptors fan, you're, you're you're just setting yourself up for failure. But they 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 always praise teams or they praise players that even if they haven't even been having a good stretch of basketball they'll watch one game it seems and all of a sudden they are the the number 1 championship contender you know Jason Tatum has one 30 point game and all of a sudden he's going to be the next mvp you know in the, in the next season but i i think that the the underlying logic behind it is they sort of pass the eye test right and the reason that we we can get down on Kyle Lowry and Siakam from time to time. It's not that they just have a bad shooting night. It's just in your when you're watching a full game, their their confidence seems out of it. You know, they're when when they start missing shots, they're not aggressive. So it's 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 what we say. It's even in a loss or even in a game where they're not shooting well, as long as they go out there with the attitude to attack and the yeah. attitude to not just settle for threes, an attitude to stay on defense, then that you're right. That is the recipe for good playoff success. So a game like this, whether or not they're a strong defensive matchup or not, you know, getting 33 points, it's a big confidence booster into the next game, Spam. Most definitely. And one guy that we know doesn't have an issue with confidence or, well, doesn't have an issue with taking the shots this season. He's had it in the past with up and down basketball, but probably our most consistent scorer this year when he's in the lineup, Norman Powell, 26 points tonight, 8 of 15 from the field, 2 of, th- two of 6 from the three-point line, really dug the Raptors out of a hole in this one to push the momentum back for back in the Raptors favor after the the Phoenix Suns kind of slapped them in the first quarter and early in the second the, the spark that Norm Powell gets and we we missed him off the bench because when as soon as he came back Fred Van Vliet went out so he's been in the starting lineup kind of picking up that slack but the the, the explosiveness the drive his finishing around the rim Norman Powell Despite injuries, despite the the time he's been unfortunately had to take off, he has not missed a beat. And if he continues to play at this level in the playoffs, we mentioned he usually amps up his level of play against the Bucks, against a good team. So I, I'm just so impressed, baffled by by his performance and how he continues to be so consistent. Ben, absolutely, and there's just so many plays that I want to break down because yeah, yeah I. You know, I, I, you were 100% tuned to this game. I, 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 I think I witnessed the majority of the crazy plays, and Norman Powell has one that I'm, I'm just bursting to share. Ben, can we swing into the segments, or is there anything else you want to chat about first? You know what, Riker? We got, we got to swing into the segments. Tonight, the spicy pea lay of the day. We're going to have a bunch, so take it away with your plays, Riker. It could be so many things, Ben. I'll, I'll give... I'll give two, and then however many left you have the sound off. One, I don't know if it's the Pele, but Norman Powell, early in the game, 
He had a dunk. I think it was a one-hand dunk. If you blink, you missed it because he, he, he had a Zion Williamson-type jump. He just got up there. He elevated. But what impressed me about it was you might have missed it, but he landed, and it was a typical superhero land, Ben, <laughs> when you come down, one That's arm exactly out, what the I fist thought. hits the ground. <laughs> Do you see it? <laughs> I was like, that's a superhero landing off of a dunk. That was crazy. So, no, that was that was literally my my first thought thinking of that Deadpool scene where he calls out the the superhero landings. It was that was a wild play. It happened super quick. I, I I'm glad that I'm not the only one that recognized that Ben, because mm-hmm. uh, I thought I was like oh, maybe I'm really nerding out here. I don't even watch <laughs> that many superhero movies, but it was pretty obvious. So that was one. The other one, it's just a stretch of awesomeness. Boucher had a crazy rejection. Mm. It leads up. Oh, oh, I believe it was OG. Throws up just kind of a weird pass. Like it's a lob. It was almost like he almost ran out of time to throw it up. And then Siakam hammered it home with a nice uh, a nice alley-oop. But then there was a lot of plays down the stretch as well, Ben, that I, I don't know. There was too many. So what, what do you have for the, the PLA of the day? That's most definite. Uh, one of them got to go to the, to the block by Pascal Siakam on Carter, Javon Carter, I think that's his name, for the Phoenix Suns, who actually is a pretty solid player, in my opinion, had 11 points for the Suns, but tried to attack a couple times, and Siakam was doing his Serge Ibaka impression, doing his Bismack Biombo impression, and tried to collect some blocks underneath the rim, and swatted one out of nowhere that went straight out of bounds. That one was just completely wild. Uh, you brought up the OG plays. I, I just love the defense and the energy that he provided. I think you can't look at OG's games due to box scores, but he just had so many possessions in this one where the, the ball just ended to him and he made the right decisions. Kyle Lowry's step-back threes that he was hitting, Chris Boucher's clutch three in the corner. But the one I want to shine light on, because people might have missed it, and you look at the box score and the one guy that played big minutes big minutes in the rotation that doesn't that's numbers don't really pop out at you is Patrick McCaw he only had five points tonight but he made a lot of nice decisive passes he wasn't holding on to the ball for too long he did make a couple boneheaded plays a couple specifically fouls but down the stretch of this one he hasn't really been in attack mode most of the game and for for good reason the rest of the team has just been on fire when he was out on the court but the, the defense kind of wasn't ready for a Patrick McCaw move, and then he was just explosively attacked around Devin Booker, went right to the rim, got us a, a, bucket, a bucket that really became a dagger. So Patrick McCaw making some good decisions. I know a lot of people have been kind of calling him out, especially with how Matt Thomas has played recently and obviously when Terrence Davis was getting more run, but you and I have been pretty pretty salt with McCaw's play obviously he he does have a no I'm, I'm coming off of I'm coming off of the McCaw train Ben to be honest with you and and I'll object to one thing that you said because it he shouldn't not be in attack mode because everybody else is on fire there should be five out of five players on court that are in attack mode and then four out of five of them that are scoring but it shouldn't he shouldn't be holding back in terms of what he's trying to achieve out there, putting pressure on the defense to, you know, get up on him or to rotate to him if he's going to drive. That's fair, but I, I'm more so saying that in the sense that he, when he got the ball, he's quick to throw to a hot hand, and he knows who to throw to. He's got a, he's he made solid decisions in this one. I don't think he tried to force his game at all. I, I was just happy with the McCaw performance tonight. I don't think I know some people are are really bagging on the guy. I I don't really see the hate for him. Obviously. The potential, the ceiling is higher with a Matt Thomas or Terrence Davis game, but we saw with their performances, even though Matt Thomas, I think, made some good decisions, did some good rebounding, 
the the level of consistency that McCaw brings, the the steadiness, the sort of the ability to dribble the ball, pass it, and shoot it at all at a decent enough clip. I think it's a valuable underrated asset that kind of gets overlooked at times. Ben, well, just like he, you, just like you thought that he didn't force the offense tonight, I'm not going to force this argument. But I think that there's a point to be made that Matt Thomas really should be the guy that comes off of the bench. But that's another podcast in itself, and we yeah. can really pick a complete pivot here. We can really pick on Javon Carter because he got blocked by Siakam, and then that crossover by Lowry that. That uh, step back three, crossover step back three, that was also on Javon Carter. So he is getting picked apart uh, by the Toronto Raptors here this night. But not all plays can be the spicy play, even though there was about 100 spicy plays this game. Mm -hmm. Some make you say, oh, geez. I mean, Ben, for me, obviously seeing Kyle Lowry get whapped in the face by his own teammate and then actually risking a potentially serious injury or at least one that sets him back a couple games when we really can't afford to have any more injured players that's one thing but also i don't know if you were listening to the broadcast tonight uh with maddie and leo but they called matt booker booger by accident and uh that was hilarious man i was laughing for quite some time that that's my ogs i don't know if you uh pick that up or not while you were listening oh i was gonna say the exact same thing and the, the broadcast was honestly going wild tonight. I was I was happy I, we made sure to get the Raptors stream, but uh, the Matt Devlin he I think for a stretch I don't even know at what point of the game it was he was just dying laughing in this laugh I've never heard in my life from him. It was a really high pitch just just I, I don't even know it's like Kawhi but by a a thirteen year old girl that was the only the only way I could think of it the only way I could describe it for a solid 10 seconds it was it was a wild look the the broadcast definitely gets the OGs but you gotta love it you gotta love it when the bo- the boys bring energy and Leo coming back from back surgery he he's bringing bringing the good content on the the color commentary to the tonight and the past few games Ben and everybody loves to tune in for Matt and Jack of course mm-hmm. so it's nice that there's a you know, maybe something to look forward to with Matt and Leo. Nothing against Leo, but it's definitely the less entertaining duo. So if they can start this sort of wild commentaries, you know, this little bit of back and forth banter, then I think uh, we could have an argument that they're that they're both uh, that they're both up there. Most definitely, it's it's tough to tough to compete with Jack Armstrong. Probably the best in the league, but that, that's how it is. But finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Demari Carroll Gold Star Award, and tonight. You brought it up for the OGs. I think Terrence Davis and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, they they have to get the Demari Carroll Gold Star Award, especially TD because he did injure probably our, one of our best players. But, uh, yeah, just not the performance we were kind of looking for from those guys, especially with Rondé being moved to the bench, probably as you, you brought up, to bring a little spark, bring a little energy. But Rondé kind of forced his game. He ended up missing a dunk, even though it says he didn't take a field goal. He definitely missed a dunk in there. Uh, TD, they, they just didn't look comfortable on the court didn't did looked a bit lethargic looked i i don't know even know how to put it yeah well i think i think he was hanging on the rim so they called a uh, basket okay, interference yeah. so i don't know if they would call that a shot attempt mm-hmm. as well but yeah they i don't know what it was and it's it's a Toronto Raptors team that has so much changes in the rotation that you can't rely on consistent minutes you just have to make the mm-hmm. most of what you get so i don't think that they can even use that for an excuse Hopefully they'll come out and uh, get a few points up on the board next game. Yeah, most definitely. And one final one, a mini gold star. The the camera panned. I think Patrick McCall went into the game when the, the team was struggling. 
And then the camera, for some reason, panned on Stanley Johnson for about seven seconds. And that man just looked angry. He, he looked just <laughs> deflated, sad. So, I don't know. Stanley Johnson, he's gotten his opportunities just like the rest of them, usually in garbage time, but hasn't really been able to, to take over to really do a lot of positive things. I know it's a tough thing to do in, in late minutes, not consistent run, but... Rondé's been able to do a TD, Matt Thomas, that, that's the reason we're always talking about them to be rotation pieces, but must it must be tough for Stanley Johnson, especially because I think he was probably more established than the rest of those guys coming into the season as a bench piece. I know there's a lot of hype for him coming to the team, and obviously the size, kind of like an OG Ananobi clone with the, the thickness and the defensive potential, so to speak, but yeah, you want to see more guys step up, more guys be able to play. I don't know. And Riker, one question too: Was Aaron Baines injured for this game? Because I think he could have done some damage. But he it said DNP coach's decision for ESPN. Do you know if that guy's injured for the Suns? Because he, he's a good player. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear it. I mean, that's what I thought too when he went to help Aiton at the end of the game, help him off yeah. the court or help him get steady. Was that? I was like, geez, he was a starter on the Celtics when the Celtics were actually yeah. decent as well, and now he's you know riding the riding the pine on a team that sucks, you know, one of the worst teams in the NBA. So, I don't know. Maybe you'd hope that he's injured or something. Yeah, because Aaron Baines is a good player. I think he could have done some damage. But anyways, the the Toronto Raptors got a, a fortunate W against the Suns. You you mentioned they they have a lesser record, but they're they're fighting. I know a lot of Suns fans. I creep their subreddit before the game. They're they're still hoping to make a playoff push. So. It, it was fortunate the Raptors were able to the shorthanded Raptors were able to to get a W. The Raptor the Rockets East, even though they're not built to specifically do that to play the OG Anobi esque center, but fortunate game for the Raptors. Everyone played well. Uh, oh, we're going really long on this one. Just check the time. So you're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Record, do you have any last words? The Bucks lost. The Celtics lost. The Raptors won, Ben. That's uh, good news. Good news in Raptors land. Cheers. Oh, yeah.